Gentlemen, I'm very happy to be with you this evening because uh, I'm, you could say, you could say, in fact, that in the following presentation, I am uh, demonstrating the beginning of my songwriting career. Uh, it happened uh, with Sappho, the poet Sappho. She lived uh, she, from, uh, let's see, um, 610 BCE to uh, 5... Uh, 170 BCE. That's roughly 40 years of age. We we don't know exactly these. These are um, estimated dates. We do know that Sappho is the the uh, oldest. That is to say, the earliest, the earliest uh, known woman poet in Western literature. Uh, her only competitor that I can think of would be Moses' sister Miriam, who led the Hebrews in a in a chant of triumph after their liberation from Egypt. She danced. She played the timbrel, and she recited a couple of verses the Bible gives them. Uh, uh, but the trouble is, we can't prove that she wrote them. She might have taken them from a song uh, by uh, her brother Moses. And that is a possibility. So right now, Sappho is the earliest known woman poet, and she is reputed to have been one of the best. She wrote a tremendous quantity of verse. All the ancients attest to it, uh, and yet barely a pamphlet's worth survives. It's a great mystery, and I've written poems of lamentation about it, but tonight I am going to write not only a poem, that is to sing to you, not only a poem that I wrote, but the music to which I set it, and I set it to a tune that is in fact Sappho's own. Here's uh, what her stanza uh, sounds like if you just say the rhythm chart. One and two and three and a four and five and one and two and three and a four and five and one and two and three and a four and five and one and a two and... I wasn't able to stop myself from singing. Uh, and so uh, that's because I have done so much singing of her poetry. You see, here's the sheet music for the song I'm going to be singing to you tonight that I wrote. Uh, I'll sing it for you. One and two and three and a four and five and one and two and three and a four and five and one and two and three and a four and five and one and two and... You see how the rhythm scheme is enough to get you going composing. Now I've written a three-part uh, song to her. Each part has four uh, four liners. Um, so uh, let's start. In the first one, I make the point that Plato uh, is said to have uh, um, declared Sappho deserves to be considered the tenth of the muses. There are nine muses, uh, patrons of the arts and sciences, goddesses all. S Sappho was a mortal woman, but evidently Plato uh, was thinking about perhaps a, a higher um, ontological status for her. And uh, so I am as excited about it as he was. So here's my first part of the song. Gratefully at dawn to the gods proclaiming not more happy comes to the rueful poet who as in a desert abandoned shouted waiting for answer. I in Sappho's strains, who would honor lend her, praising one by Plato adored, the tenth of Muses' name. 
and, and lord it for lamentation, call on her spirit. Having known the light of the heart in friendship, here is one who censured, neglected, never ceased to echo nightingales know and roses how she was praying. Prophets cannot claim to predict the future, rather they will speak on behalf of prisoned flames in Encased in clay, that a freeing greatness enter their nature. I'm prepared to call um, Sappho a prophet, just as in in the Bible. In fact, Miriam is called Niviyah, which means a prophet, uh, because the word prophet, the pro in prophet, doesn't mean ahead in the sense of future time to predict the future. It the for. P-R-O means for, on, means on behalf of. You, be, you speak when you're a prophet on behalf of a greater power that you feel within you. It suddenly occurs to me, uh, wait a minute, do I have a, yeah, I've got a tuner here, and I set it in F, from, that'll help me for st stanza two. Stanza two, I try to explain how it is that I dare to feel that I can recreate Sappho from within. Uh, it, while knowing so little about her, I don't even know Greek, so I can't read the handful of poems that remain from her, uh, uh, though I have translated some good renderings from the Russian by Vyacheslav Ivanov. Nonetheless, uh, I, I feel a deep, a deep kinship with her, and I compare this in my next uh, uh, part of the poem to uh, uh, what a child experiences listening to the ocean in a seashell. What the child experiences is an ocean in a very special sense. The child is not hearing the physical, geographical sea. What the child hears, I learned this in a science encyclopedia, and it thrilled me, and it, it still does every time I think about it. What the child is hearing is the amplified sound of the uh, blood flowing in its own ear. In other words, you're listening to the ocean that's within you, and it's amplified by the intricacies of the shape of the seashell. So from that point of view, you see, uh, I, uh, like as the child who hears in the seashell uh, the ocean that is within, so I, perhaps listening to the rhythm, can, uh, can communicate with by hearing the Sappho that is within. Let's try that again with a pitch. I melodic memories lording nightly Heard a brave command in the present moment Faith restore and know in the form you're granted Sappho reviving Love a surgent kin to the ocean surf wave Rushing pouring whir in a world so sorrow Heart and want have mustering told me Hark to dark ere the daybreak
patient while I wait for the hymn's arrival, aid I've long besought for the blood translation, so to feel the tone of the carmen ardor loud in the flowing, me in vain and artery living ocean, let the tidal winds of the ancient rhythm rouse to hear the roar of the inward streaming, shouting, resounding. In my last as, um, part, part three, I imagine a chorus joining me to sing my hymn to Sappho, just as the, the, the currents join the waves, join the droplets in the ocean. So I'm hoping that responsive uh, souls will hear and uh, join in as I sing. Vast the chorus, varied in fragrant splendor, thronged in song, a progeny unexampled, offering a knowledge to us enamored, ardors unvanished. Come, approach, be greeted, O Master Sappho, source of productivity unabated. I your lyrics hold in my heart, engraven, let me embrace you. Nothing grants more amply the gentle pleasure which, when thought excited, begins upwelling than the growing strength of a calming center known from the sapphire. Though your poems oft were obliterated, woe by modern hands never yet recovered, we defying envy that cannot conquer, Lord, you beloved.